to the Booting It podcast, where we lift the lid on breastfeeding and tell you what it's really like. I'm your host, Ruth, founder of BootingIt.com and proud mama of two. On the podcast, I'll be talking to people about their breastfeeding experience in the hopes that their stories will help and inspire others. From time to time, I'll also have a special guest on to delve deep into a breastfeeding topic. So let's get on with the show. Today I am joined by blogger, YouTuber and mum of two, Callie Bransifort. Callie has a huge online following thanks to her portrayal of honest motherhood, affordable living and amazing life hacks. I've been a keen follower of Callie since she had her son Miles almost three years ago. The way she documented the ups and downs of breastfeeding was just so relatable. So when I was writing the book Breastfeeding for Beginners, I knew I wanted to have Callie be one of my mama contributors as she brings such realness and honesty to what breastfeeding can be like. Since writing the book, Callie is now a proud mama of two, having had her little girl at the start of 2021. So I'm excited to chat to Callie about her breastfeeding experience with Miles and now with her little girl, Finley. So welcome, Callie. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. Good. Um, okay, well, let's get stuck in. And um, perhaps you could start by telling us a bit about your breastfeeding experience with your son, Miles. Yeah. So Miles obviously was my firstborn, so first experience breastfeeding. And, you know, you hear a lot of stories. I was lucky enough to have a lot of mom friends kind of go before me. So I was like prepared for things to be hard, but I, I don't think I was ever prepared for like, I, I just was always, I was just like figured it was going to be hard or like I wasn't going to be able to breastfeed. Um, so anyways, my son did not latch in the hospital and I was faced with in his first 48 hours of life, they like came into the hospital. They're like, well, what do you want to do? You want to give him formula or do you want to give him donor milk? And I was just like, so unprepared for that choice. Like right away, I thought if I was going to have breastfeeding struggles, it would be like when he was a few weeks old or a couple months old, like I just was not prepared after just giving birth to my first to have to make that decision. Um, so luckily our pediatrician had lactate, had a lactation consultant, like on staff, so by his third day, I was able to like get into lactation and get started with all of that. And what we did um, basically is we were working with trying to get him to breastfeed. He really wasn't latching right away. Um, and along that, I was just pumping constantly, <laughs> pumping all of the time um, to give him that. Luckily, he took bottles um, and then supplementing with formula on top of that. And then this was like a three month long journey. I was at lactation every single week. I was pumping after every single feed. I was feeding him that breast milk, the formula. Um, and eventually he started to get the hang of um, breastfeeding, which was good. Um, so it was just a complete cluster, really, to be honest. Um, I mean, he was fed, so that was great. Um, but it was it was an experience. Yeah, it seems like um, it was probably quite relentless at times, you know, especially with all the pumping, because I remember I remember watching your YouTube videos at the time and I was thinking, oh, my goodness, this poor girl. Um, (laughs) And I was I was breastfeeding at the same time and um, I never pumped or anything like that. Um, So but it was interesting for me to follow you and hear of your struggles. But at the same time, you were obviously so passionate about making it work. Yeah, I was. And I think it it was a mixture of both things. I mean, like I truly love breastfeeding. Like I truly love being able to nurse my children. So I know some people, you know, they end up in this place like, like, I hate this. You know what I mean? I didn't hate it. Like I loved it. Um, but I couldn't do it exclusively. And so it was a little bit of a mix of like, I really wanted to make it happen and I really wanted to make it work, but 
there was also a little mix in there of it being my firstborn and feeling like if I didn't make it happen, I was like a total failure at this. Yeah. yeah. So it was a mixture of both things. Yeah. And just being so hard on yourself as a first parent. And yes, you know, as you said, you weren't really prepared for so early on. You remember, you know, thinking, okay, we'll maybe have some ups and downs with breastfeeding. But yeah. you know, from very early on, you were having to make these decisions that you just probably weren't equipped for. No. Yeah. And I remember in your, um, you know, one of the one of the bits of advice you give in the book um, was, you know, to cut yourself some slack, mummies, and to, um, you know, look after your mental health. And I suppose that's you thinking in hindsight, you know, looking yes. back now. And I know that you probably had a different mentality when you were pregnant with Finley. So maybe you can talk us through what you what your thoughts um, about breastfeeding were when you were pregnant for a second time. Yeah, I think it's interesting, like, I feel like as, as moms, so often it's really easy for us to like offer advice to people, but we're not always like following it ourselves. Um, And that was definitely one of those where, I mean, I, I finally realized with Miles, I I think it was like when he was about eight months old, I had this like moment where I was like, like I can do both. You know what I mean? Like I can be breastfeeding him successfully, even if it's not exclusively breastfed, like that's still a success. And even if I can't breastfeed well and I have to formula feed him well, like that's still a success too. Yeah. So I finally like had that moment with Miles, but it just, it took me almost like telling other moms for so long <laughs> for it finally to hit it and be like, you know, you can do that for yourself too. Um, so when I was pregnant with Finley, I, I just like, I mean, I didn't know what would happen for sure because, you know, when postpartum comes and, you know, you, all of that, the expectations you have and, you know, but I kept telling myself, I'm like, I'm not going to do that. You're not going to do that to yourself again. You're not going to do that to yourself again. Um, so I really tried to go into baby number two, just saying, you know, whatever has to happen, has to happen. I also knew what I did with miles. I would never be able to do with a second child because I was spending hours feeding miles. I mean, he was a slow eater to begin with. So he, he ate really slow. Then I was spending, you know, 15 minutes pumping, 15 minutes cleaning all of the parts, 15 minutes cleaning all of the bottles. I was like, I can't do that with a two-year-old and a newborn. So I like, was really just like amping myself up for yeah. that. You know what I mean? Um, if that happened with the second baby. Yeah. And I think a lot of people who are maybe, you know, going through that, having the second child can really relate to that. Um, I know that, um, you know, I hear a lot of people saying, you know, they, they struggle like you with breastfeeding with the first child. And then the second one, they're thinking, oh my goodness, how can I make this work? Because it was hard enough when I, I had just the one child and uh, yeah. that was my focus, but how can I give so much time breastfeeding my second child and what, what's going to happen? Cause obviously miles is only, he's only two and a half, isn't he? So he's right. only a toddler. So he still yeah. needs so much attention and he wants yeah. to be played with and things. So I know that the, it's a lot, it's um, a big worry for a lot of mummies second time around. Um, especially if they d- maybe don't have a great support network or family nearby. And it's very much, you know, the two children are always with you. So it is a thought, but also it's important to remember. I don't know if you agree, Kelly, but second babies, you know, they're their own person as well. So the breastfeeding journey could be completely different. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it could, you know, um, it could hopefully be easier second time. Often they say it's second time around. It's a bit easier because at least the mommy knows what to expect. Yeah. But of course the baby is their own person and they might have their own physical, um, things that hold them back. Um, And so what, what was it like with Finley then? Um, you know, when she was born, what were those first feeds like and how did she get on with breastfeeding 
Yeah. And I had heard the same thing that you had said. So many people told me, you know, typically the second baby is, is, is so different and, yeah. and often easier. And I think a lot of it is probably on our side as mothers that we just go into it a little like less stressed about it. Yeah. Um, although I've heard stories of, of moms who fed the first, no problem. And then the second one, you know, was, was a challenge. Um, but for Finley, it was totally different because Finley latched in her first hour after being born. And I was like, oh my God, like this, like, what is the, you know, I mean, it took miles weeks to latch. Wow. Um, and then was an amazing nurser right off the bat. I think, like I said, our pediatrician has lactation on staff. So we saw lactation right away and they're just like, she's really great at nursing. Um, and everything was just effortless with Fenley's at the beginning. Um, and it was just like, I was like, oh, this is like what? I thought it was going to be like, this is what it, you know, I remember taking her to, I think it was like her two week appointment and she was hungry and I just like fed her, you know what I mean? Like I didn't have to like pump afterwards. I didn't have to get bottles and like mix something. And like, it just, I was like, oh, she's just hungry and I'm just going to feed her. And it was like, and she, you know, I did with miles. There was like nipple guards at the beginning. There was like a whole, and I, I was like, this is what it was supposed to be like. So it was a totally different experience. Um, that way. And I don't know, I think some of it maybe was because I didn't have the stresses going into it. I think Finley was just also just a naturally a better nurser. I mean, like I said, if Miles literally wouldn't latch at first where she did right away. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if some of that's a second baby thing, but yeah, a totally different experience at the very beginning. We're just going to take a quick break in this episode. I wanted to let you know that we've published the first ever Boobing It book. It's called Breastfeeding for Beginners and it's available to buy as an ebook on boobingit.com. It's a positive and practical guide to breastfeeding and it's going to take you through what those first few days, weeks and months of breastfeeding look like. It's full of honest and practical advice with real life inspiring stories from women who've breastfed. It also includes common breastfeeding challenges and how to overcome them. And it also talks about the realities of returning to work, socializing and being intimate. I really hope you buy this book for yourself or someone you love. Now let's get on with the show. It's so interesting how two babies can <clears throat> feed so differently. And there are those babies that just, just seem to know what to do from the very beginning. I mean, yeah. that's the dream. You have the baby that does the breast crawl after they've been born and then they latch yes. on and it's just all so dreamy. And, yeah. you know, that can start well. You know, there's babies that do that. And then in time, you know, over a course of a few weeks, they they kind of, um, you know, they maybe lose that ability to get a really good latch and then they need to be um I don't want to say taught it a bit more but they need to be encouraged to feed feed for better so you know although it can start off good it can also have wobbles down the line and then there's babies like Miles that just seem to um just seem to struggle from the very beginning and they don't seem to have that instinct to to you know latch on to the breast and then they really need to be encouraged and um that's where that's where I think whenever that happens I think the mommy can lose confidence quite quickly about breastfeeding and maybe it's not for me and maybe I'm not producing enough. Maybe it's my fault. And then the, the, the doubt creeps in and it's very tough if that's your first child and that's your first experience. Yeah. Whereas I think if you have that baby that's difficult to feed your second or third time, you're kind of probably more thinking, yes, but we'll make it work because I've done it before. I know it can happen. So yeah. props to you that, uh, <laughs> that you carried on with Miles and it didn't put you off. Mm-hmm. a second time because from what I'm hearing with Miles most of your day was probably just so focused on milk and feeding and mm-hmm. pumping and for a long time it was yeah. yeah yeah so how have you found 
you're saying, you know, Finley just seemed to be a natural feeder. Um, so how did you find then, you know, feeding her and then um, having your toddler and, you know, how have you kind of made that juggle work? Yeah, I was nervous about making that work because my experience with Miles, even if, because there was a period of Miles's life where I was a, a handful of months where I was able to exclusively breastfeed him. Like I got off of the supplement and then eventually we ended up bringing it back in. Um, but he was just always a very slow eater. Like even once he got onto it and I mean, it was half an hour, 45 minutes every time I fed him, like even when he was four or five months old. Um, and so I remember thinking like, how am I going to make this work? Um, luckily Finley was always like a very efficient eater. She ate pretty quick and Miles was never, Miles was just always cool with it. Um, he just like, he understood the baby was eating. He, you know, I would like read him up, but he was, he, he took to it really naturally also, which was really nice because, you know, you hear stories about people have these nursing baskets and these special toys for when the kid is nursing and this whole, so for us, that worked out really well that, you know, Finley was just a quick, efficient eater and Miles just, he was very, like, very cool about that whole process and he still is. Oh, that's so nice. And it's nice yeah. for him. You know, it is lovely for these children to grow up and see their mommy nursing and, you know, and know that and see that it's a, it's a natural, normal thing. Yeah. And, you know, we talk a lot about how when children see their mommies um breastfeeding then they're far more likely to go on and breastfeed themselves obviously not miles but you know <laughs> if he was a uh, if he ever was to marry and you know and all yeah. that sort of thing it's important for boys to see that too and yeah. um you know I just think how wonderful that is and and he was probably at an age where he was able to play by himself a little bit while you were a feeding. little bit yeah yeah. A little bit, yeah. Um, and then some screen time never hurts any any oh, child yeah. to know when you're yes. feeding. No, I think the best the best piece of advice I heard about having a second child is somebody was like, they're gonna have a little more screen time when your baby's first born. They're like, it's temporary, yeah. and it, you'll go back to you know, and it's it's fine. Yeah, it's, uh, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because you can't be, you know, it, it's difficult when you're trying to breastfeed your newborn. He's very demanding, even if they are a really efficient feeder, which is fantastic. Yeah. They need fed little and often, you know. So yeah. for me, I had um, my daughter was a little bit older when my son was born. He she was three. So she was really good at, um, you know, playing by herself and things. And we would just have lots of um, midday naps in yeah. bed and you know watch a bit of yeah. tv play a bit on the tablet while and I yeah. would feed and then we would doze off and sleep and it was actually quite a nice time I yeah. wasn't like you know at this at the time it felt like oh my goodness you know it's so tiring but looking yeah. back now I was like oh well that was such a nice time for, yeah. they were both so little and you know we yeah. were just all cozy and cuddling yes. together um yeah. but um no that's that's great um so what's your kind of feeding routine like at the minute Callie yeah. So, uh, like I said, Finley was a great nurser right off the bat. Um, and then I noticed around three months that I felt like she wasn't gaining enough weight. And I tried not to be like too worried about it because obviously like my experience with miles. And like you said, if you go through something like that, specifically with your first, you always have this like fear, like, am I making enough milk? I feel like that's like that fear that like, oh my God, am I producing enough? You're pumping, you're like obsessing over how much you pumped every time. So I try not to like be too obsessive over it, but eventually I took her to the pediatrician because I was like, I don't think she's gaining, you know, she doesn't. And I started to notice that I didn't think she was taking enough at each feed. Um, she didn't act hungry. She wasn't like waking up more in the middle of the night, um, but she wasn't gaining enough weight. Um, so I ended up back in lactation and we kind of, 
have like met at this, it's sort of a place like we were with Miles where I'm pumping a little extra here and there. Um, I'm supplementing with that milk that I pump. And then if she needs more, we offer formula. And it's funny because my experience going into lactation this time was so different because, you know, obviously you're in lactation and they're there to help you be as successful with breastfeeding as you can. And I was like, I want to do this. I love to nurse. I was like, I cannot pump after every feed. I'm like, I already have done this once. I'm like, and so like right off the bat, like I just knew how to advocate for like my own needs too. Um, and she was like, that's fine. She's like, whatever you can do. You know, she gave me some extra tips on other ways that I can, you know, some uh, tips for hand expressing, which was like way easier with a toddler running around than having to like lug out the whole, I, like, I didn't even want to look at a pump to be yeah. honest. Like yeah. just thinking about pumping is like, I'm cool with it now, but I had like such just like, it just the thought of pumping all the time because yeah. I did it so much with miles. I was like, I can't even think about it. Um, and so now we're just at this great place where, um, I, I mean, I still breastfeed her at every feed. Um, and then some leftover milk if she still seems hungry, um, on top of that. And it's just easy. It just feels easy because I'm not putting any like weird pressure on myself, like that, that it's not good enough that, you know, obsessing over, I need to pump one extra time just to get a little bit, you know, whatever. And I think some of it too, is just like letting go of the guilt of the fact that, you know, she's, I'm going to, I'm going to whip out a bottle for her once in a while because she needs extra. So, um, we're sort of, like I said, almost at a place like where miles was. Um, but I'm just like so much more relaxed about it and yeah. like cool about it. Um, that the whole process has just been great. I mean, just is effortless almost. You can even tell by just listening to you that you're just quite chilled about it, which is just the way to be, you know, yeah. because um, you know your options now you know you've been through the tough times with miles and now you know you've had time to reflect on that and you know your options as a as a mother and that's what that's all we can ask of people yeah. is that they're informed about what their choices are we always talk you hear people talk about breast is best fed is best informed is best that's yes that's the best way know your options yeah. and yeah. when you hit those when you hit those hard times or those challenges cut yourself some slack because you're not yeah. wonder woman no. you know and um you know and I firmly believe happy mom happy baby too but seek out all the support you can get there because I always say there's no point suffering in silence no. um you know and you've been very good Callie from even with miles you know you sought out help um in yeah. the hospital and things and whereas not all women do that some women mm -hmm. go very internalize everything and think oh it's yeah. my fault I don't want to talk about it and then they, they maybe just give up breastfeeding way before they're ready to do that, mentally ready to do yeah. that, you know, and then it becomes sort of like a regret in their life. Whereas if they've explored the options and, you know, even if they're doing what you're doing, which is kind of a bit of combination feeding, it can work yeah. for so many women. Yeah. It worked for great for a friend of mine. It doesn't work for everybody, but yeah. it, it can, if, if done properly, it can really, really work and benefit both you and the baby. Yeah. Yeah. And I think for me, it was just like, I think I had never, like I said, like you go into, um, I went into with miles, like just thinking like I was going to breastfeed him or like, I wasn't going to breastfeed him. And I, I think the, just learning about combination feeding, I think like one of the best things I ever heard that helped me like for, for what I ended up choosing was just that like the using combination feeding can extend your breastfeeding experience. And that's what it did for miles. Like if I hadn't been able to do that, like I would have had to give up breastfeeding so much earlier. And like I said, I, like, I truly love it. I truly enjoy it. Um, 
And it was like, just sort of accepting that, like, I can, like, I'm still breastfeeding, you know, just cause I'm not doing it 100%. Um, and so I think that's what like the big moment of, of like acceptance was for miles and why it was so much easier when it sort of came to that crossroad with yeah. Emily. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, your story is a really, really positive one about combination feeding and how it can work. Um, yeah. So thank you so much for sharing. Um, now, just before I leave you, it would be great if you would, um, if you would say what your advice would be to any mummies out there who are about to embark on their breastfeeding journey, or maybe in those early days and weeks of breastfeeding, maybe they're feeling a bit, oh my goodness, is this for me? This is so, this is so hard. So what would your, what would your top tip or your bit of advice be to them? I know that's really hard. I, I mean, I love your, your tip about having support. Part of the reason that we chose the pediatrician we chose is because of the lactation support that's right there. And there is usually other avenues. Like I know our hospital offered it, you know, during discharge, it's always there, but sometimes it's not, it doesn't feel as readily accessible or you feel like you have to kind of work for it, which is hard. Um, so definitely support is a big one. Um, and then I think another thing would be just, um, you need to really think about what you want for you. I think um, in the whole, like just baby feeding and toddler feeding and child feeding world, there's, like you said, there's a lot of, like, you got to do it this way or this way. You know, like you said, fed are best or breast is best. And you, and then you kind of, even without realizing it, you're hearing all of these things we're seeing on social media and we're like internalizing it. And we're thinking like, if I don't, if I'm not doing it this way, I'm doing it wrong. Right. Like once we get to feeding our babies later, you're either doing baby led weeding or you're not doing, you know, you can't do both. You know, but I think the the best thing is, you know, really think about what works for you. It doesn't always have to be a single avenue. You know, no. you can combine things or work with different, you know, you could, you could choose to pump or exclusively pump or hand express or, you know, there's so many options. Yeah. So I think it's that combination, like you said, of getting the support so you can hear about all the different options. Yeah. Um, and then knowing like whichever one you choose is right, because it's the one you're choosing for your family and your situation. Yeah. And don't be afraid, afraid to try different things because different things will work Absolutely. for different people. And um, as, as, as we said, seek out advice, hear what other people are saying. Yeah. And um, yeah, I mean, all that's really, really great advice. Just reach out if you are struggling at all, because there's so many people in the same boat as you and yeah. come offer some really great advice. Um, one, uh, a few podcast episodes ago, um, we had a breastfeeding peer supporter on talking about her top tip for support. And she said, you know, if you're pregnant at the minute, you know, and if you only do one thing to prepare for breastfeeding, save a couple of like breastfeeding helpline numbers or support groups yeah. or websites on your phone or put it on the fridge or something so that that's there for you. If, if you need it, you may not yes. need it because yeah. let's be honest, Kelly, there's some, we talk a lot about, you know, the struggles of breastfeeding, but there's some women that get on with breastfeeding amazingly from the get-go and it's yes. no big deal. No my big own, deal. my own mother being one of them. Um, yeah. But there's a lot more of us that don't have that. So just to have that, because when you're in the throes of any breastfeeding difficulties or challenges, you're not thinking straight and you're sort of yeah. thinking, oh my goodness. And the last thing you want to do is, you know, scroll online and, you know, you're over, by that stage, you can be overwhelmed with information, yeah. I think, can't you? So having yeah. a few numbers, websites stored so that you can go to them and, you know, um, and, you know, get some um, help and advice. And of course, always speak with them as you, you know, you used a lactation, what did you say? Consult consultant. consultant. And you're obviously in the States, yeah. um, you know, for people in the UK, they can speak with their health visitor, their midwife, 
Um, and then there is lactation consultants in some of our hospitals, but you really do need to push to ask um, yeah. to see them, you know, and especially at the minute when things, it's so hard to see people face to face due to the pandemic. Um, mm-hmm. But it's there if you need it, if you search for it in the right places. But Callie, thank you so much for sharing um, your breastfeeding experience with us. It was really, really interesting to hear all about it. Oh, good. I'm glad. I know it's a little bit different, but, but hopefully, hopefully somebody can relate in some ways. Oh, definitely. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to this episode you can find the latest breastfeeding information articles and stories on boobingit.com and you can also join the boobingit community on facebook instagram and twitter see you in the next show